Apple presents events at the Apple Store. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome this evening's guest moderator, Josh Horowitz from MTV. Hi, guys. Uh, thanks so much for coming out tonight. This is going to be a lot of fun. Um, summer blockbuster season is almost over, but there's one more big one that really uh, taps into something that I grew up with, I know a lot of you grew up with. It's a whole new uh, reimagined, awesome interpretation of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, we're, gonna ba we're about to bring out uh, the lovely star, Megan Fox. But first, let's take a look at the trailer for the film. Surveillance is showing heavy foot clan activity. They're taking hostages. Let's rock and roll. City. That's what I'm talking about. Like shadows in the night, yeah. completely unseen. Who is that? It's a camera flash. <laughs> Give me the camera. Oh, look, he's doing his Batman voice. Back off, Rat. Do not say a word about this to anyone. If you do, we will find you. Yeah, we'll find you. I'm sorry, that came across super creepy, okay? That's... <laughs> we will find you, though. <sighs> My sons, I have trained you your whole lives to protect the city above. But I fear you are not ready for its greatest threat. We're taking your armor to the next level. Shredder. You must stop, Shredder. Together, you are stronger than he can ever be. Let's go save my brothers. Come on! Poor turtle. One's fighting a robot samurai. Why not? So they're aliens. No, that's stupid. They're turtles. Is there anything else we should know about them? They're ninjas. All right, guys. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles hits theaters this Friday, but right now we're going to take your questions and she's going to answer some of my own. Here she is, the lovely new April O'Neil, Megan Fox. First of all, you should know, this is about as large a crowd as I've seen at the Apple Store. I've done a few of these, so. Okay. Thanks for coming out, guys. This is going to be a yeah, lot of fun. Uh, Megan, congratulations on the movie. Um, so first of all, if you guys don't know, Megan's the real deal. This is, this is actually a project and a property that is very, very close to your heart. Uh, give the audience a little sense of why this one's so important to you. Um, I mean, I was a child of the 90s, and I was a super fan of Secret of the Ooze. 
and a vanilla ice and all things that went along with it. And so I, you know, I grew up on these movies and I loved them and they were um, treasured for me. And I campaigned really hard to get this movie because I thought it was going to be the best movie of summer 2014, and it is. There you go. <laughs> so what's, okay, what are the important ingredients as a super fan that you wanted to see in an awesome new interpretation of the Turtles? I mean, you have to keep their personalities intact, obviously, that would be a sin to, to deviate from that. Um, you have to have Splinter, you know, once upon a time Splinter was human, um, so some people wanted to see that. I did not, I grew up with Rat Splinter. Um, you gotta have Shredder. I kind of wanted to see Krang. Uh, maybe Whoa. we'll see him in the future. Um, you know, you just wanna stick with the, how, you know, the, the traditional turtles as much as possible because we all love them and we don't want them to be too different. So what were the things uh, we were talking before? I mean, the movies and the cartoon were both equally, I think, informative for, for both of us, uh, a little older than you, but they were both important to us growing up. Um, what, what's your first like interaction? Was it, was it the ooze and the turtle rap and that, all, that whole thing? Yeah, it was Go Ninja. <laughs> go Ninja, Go Ninja. <laughs> okay, there we go. That was okay. That was pretty Only good. Only like 30 of you answered, but okay. <laughs> They're warming up, don't worry. Okay. Um, no ninja rap this time. It's a great movie, but no ninja rap. Were you a little disappointed? Well, there's no ninja rap, but we have Wiz Khalifa and Ty Dalla that did <laughs> a song for the soundtrack. There you go. Shell-shocked. You got to update knock, it for the knock, new audience. you about to get shell-shocked. That's <laughs> all that we fight together. Thank you. There you go. Um, obviously, uh, way back when, that original trilogy of movies, uh, Guys in Suits, a little different this time Guys around. Guys in foam suits. Ernie Reyes Jr. in a foam suit. I mean, just Factoid. Keep, keep dropping the trivia bombs. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, obviously, using uh, the techniques today, performance capture is being used so much in, yes. in blockbusters of this type. Um, what was it like to work out with these guys? These obviously very talented athletes, actors in these suits. Yeah, I mean, they were. we had four really talented actors that were perfectly cast uh, that were in motion capture suits. They had helmets with cameras in their eyes all of the time. Um, they also had to wear platform shoes, like, you know, like those emo, like goth shoes mm -hmm. that are have the, the thick soles? They had to wear those, so they looked ridiculous, and I feel like they had it much more difficult than I did. It was easy for me to interact with them because they were just really talented actors, but they had to work through all of that, which was a challenge, I imagine. I would imagine also, given you know, your, your filmography, you've accumulated a very interesting skill set thanks to the Transformer films. I mean, you had to obviously interact with... At yelling at nothingness. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you have a PhD Bubbly, in yelling no. at... <laughs> we have to get it to the dagger's tip now. <laughs> Remember, that was in the movie, that line. Favorite line, really. Okay. Right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I've done these movies before, yeah. And uh, for me, they're the most fun to do because they're the kind of movies that I like to watch. Like, if I'm ever in a hotel room, I'm going to download Thor or Spider-Man or these are my right. favorite films. So I feel privileged to be in them. So I have a good time making them. And, and fun. Uh, obviously, the timing got a little weird in terms of, because you got, you got pregnant like right around when you were shooting this. I got this. pregnant 10 days in, yeah. Uh, because I would think, as you say, part of the appeal of this is to get back into, you know, utilizing your physicality and kind of mixing it up with the guys Do we bit. think that one of the turtles... I didn't say anything, but wow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. Scandalous. Um, it would obviously be Michelangelo. Yeah. If it's any of them. I mean, I don't know. If I was going to one night stand it, I would probably go with Raphael. 
right? She knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Why is that exactly? I'm not sure why I'm following up, but I will. Because Raphael's the big bad boy. Okay. Not the kind you have a relationship with. But... And is Michelangelo the one you marry? No, Leonardo's the one you marry. But I keep hearing Michelangelo is like the one. Yeah, I love him. You date him, but you don't marry Mikey because okay. he's not going to remember your anniversary. He's not going to... Right. But Leo will. Leo's like the, the stoic. Right. The good one, the leader, the and, Prince Charming. And how is, I guess, Splinter's like the father-in-law. How, how, how does that work out? I mean, why are we getting so deep into this? You brought this? it, it up. Was, it, was just a, it was just a joke. <laughs> I take everything you say right. Literally? super seriously. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was saying, in terms of the physicality, did that have its, obviously, you know, being, being pregnant? pregnant, you couldn't do everything I would think that you wanted yeah, to I do. Yeah, I mean, I tried so. to do as many stunts as possible. Um, there are some, like, with wire work, you can't do that when you're pregnant, so... That wasn't possible, but I had an amazing stunt girl, really talented stunt team, so they stepped in and took over yeah. when I couldn't do stuff. Do you have, a, a, you feel like, a new perspective on the Turtles, obviously now, not only being a part of the franchise, but being a mom? Uh, and I would think, you know, any young kids get into the Turtles, whether it's through the comics or the cartoons. Uh, do you feel like you have kind of like a renewed appreciation? Yeah, I mean, my kids are still babies. They're right. not even, the oldest one's not even two, but it is sort of in the back of my mind when I took this that, I think that one day when he's older, he'll be able to be like, my mom's April O'Neil, that's kind of badass. Or he'll be mortified and super embarrassed, and I'm not sure right. which, because <laughs> I was also bent over a bike in Transformers, and he might not appreciate that as much. Right. You were saying to me before that this one's going to be at the top of the playlist, not necessarily Transformers. It's not the first one you showed Or Jennifer's to Body. Right. Right. I don't think my children should watch that ever. <laughs> Did you have a favorite, uh, recalling the, the shoot of this, I visited you on set here, you shot this partially in the city, which you know you have to, the turtles are creatures of the city. Uh, favorite day on set, favorite scene that you shot on this one? Um, I mean, I guess shooting on that rooftop was amazing because you could see all of New York City, but my favorite scene in the movie, and this is not why you asked me, but I think this is a better question, so this is the question I'm gonna ask myself. I'm used to um, this, it's okay. My favorite question, or my favorite uh, scene in the movie is, and you guys haven't seen it, I don't think, but there's this elevator sequence where the turtles are on their way to engage in a battle with Shredder, and they have to ride in an elevator for a long time, and it's very tense, and they start uh, beatboxing and dancing, and it's, it's a really funny, Sequence, it doesn't sound like it now, but trust me, when you see it, you'll love She'll, it. You'll reenact it right now for them, all four turtles at once. Go. No. No, no, she won't. <laughs> no. Um, this is also returned to, to form it in a bit in that um, Michael Bay is a producer of this film, and obviously yes. his, the, the, the stamp that he puts on films is a, you know, you know what you're getting when you yes. get a Michael Bay either directed or produced film. Again, is that a comfort level for you returning to this universe, knowing what he's going to demand of this film? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Michael doesn't make small movies, that's for sure, and so I knew that it had the backing and, and the drive behind it to make it something that I think we all, you know, I wanted it to be in theaters where people would actually see it, where it wouldn't go straight to the sci-fi channel or, you know, on demand. I want people to be able to see it and to love it because I was such a fan also. But yeah, there's a comfort in him because he... Um, he does know what he's doing in terms of these big, giant, spectacle-type films. He has a really... He's a genius with his eye. He's an eye genius. <laughs> a trademark by Megan yes. Fox right now. When you... Uh, when you I guess uh, another byproduct of making films like this is it must be... It must be awesome to see, the, frankly, the finished product because, you know, obviously, as we were saying before, what you experience on set is much different. Um, am I right? Did I read that you've literally, you, you, you tear up a little bit watching this one? I do. I tear here? up. There's a scene, I think you saw some of the footage, where 
um, Sensei is going up against Shredder and he's losing. And the brothers are fighting to try to save him. And I cry. And then there's a speech given by Raphael at the end. And I cry every time. I've seen the movie like four or five times. And it's very, it's very good, guys. How much, how much relief is it from a fan perspective when you saw the finished product? Because, again, you know, even in production, everyone's talking, okay, they're changing this, they're yeah. changing that, and that goes with the territory. It's a movie, guys. Um, but it's got to be a great source of relief when you knew it worked in the end. Yeah, you never know until you see it. Yeah. Um, and it's completely out of your control. But I saw it, and I was really blown away by it. The 3D is incredible, so definitely see it in 3D if you have the choice. Um, and I am relieved. I'm super proud of it. This is the most proud I've ever been of a movie that I've, I've been a part of. So nice. I'm happy. Does the, did, did you guys shoot this in 3D? Or did the 3D cameras add a whole other level of complexity? I don't know. Things like that. <laughs> I just put on my jacket and run around. The jacket's important. Yeah. The April O'Neil outfit's important. Talk yes. to me about what's, um, what you want to get right about this specific character. Why is she... Uh, a cool female lead, and, and she's really the, the the eyes and ears of the audience in this one. I mean, I think it was important not to sexualize sexual sexualize. Is it Freudian that I couldn't say it? I'm not saying anything. Um, it was important not to sexualize April, um, because you know, in the whole movie, she's trying to get people to take her seriously because she's trying to be a real journalist. In her mind, she's Anderson Cooper, um, and you know, if we had done that it would have jeopardized the audience's relationship with her. So I just, I didn't want her to have to be rescued by her boyfriend or a guy like that. She only ever gets rescued by the turtles and that was important to me because inevitably in most movies, the female needs the help of, of a stronger, um, more capable male and that doesn't happen in this movie really. The only thing that happens is she needs a ride from Vern but that's because she doesn't have a driver's license. It's New York City. <laughs> And uh, we should mention Vern, played by the always uh, insanely talented and Job. Will Arnett, big Arrested Development fan. I mean, how can you not be? I was a big fan. I think he and David Cross on that show are like Hall of Fame, iconic. Genius. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so have you guys even in earnest talked about, you mentioned Krang, about, you know, this is obviously a potential franchise, about what yeah. you would like to see in the sequel? I mean, there's been talk of Krang. There has been talk of Bebop and Rocksteady. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Casey there's Jones, a Casey yeah. Jones. Come on. <laughs> um, we don't know who, but... Do you have somebody uh, in mind? Who's the ideal I, Casey Jones? I don't... You know, if I were not in this movie and he were available and he's not, and I'll tell you when, when I say his name, you'll understand, I think that Andrew Garfield would have been a really good Casey Jones, oh. but he's Spider-Man, so... Right, there is that. That's not going to happen. Uh, it's crazy. I mean, talking about, you know, the importance of a, a strong female hero that's not rescued by a guy, there's been a lot of conversation about this in recent days. I'm just curious your perspective. Uh -oh. since you are, No, no, I... I the fact that there aren't really any superhero films with, you know, superheroines, with female leads. And, yeah. and it's kind of crazy now. I mean, even the Marvel films, while they have, you know, Scarlett Johansson, there hasn't been a solo film. Yeah. I mean, do, what, what do you, what's your take on that? Do you feel like it's, it's time, it's just a matter of time before we see do more of those? Do you think that I would answer anything but yes <laughs> no, to I'm that question? <laughs> do you think I would be like, no, it's not time for women to be in movies? Let's take it back 50 years. Um, you always surprise me. Here's I never, what know. I will tell you. Yes. It doesn't really answer your question, but it's the, it's the answer I want to give you. I think they should make, talking about movies with female superheroes, they should make a Danger Girl movie, and they should make a Gen 13 movie. Um, and then, I wasn't super into this, but there is a real freaky audience that would go see the Sailor Moon movie. 
So they should make that also. They're apparently here tonight, and so it's good. And if I were a producer, I would make so much money because <laughs> I've got my finger on the pulse. Do you have interest in producing? No, I don't know what I'm doing. I wouldn't do that. Do you have, I mean, you know, uh, you, you're, you, you've got, you're busy with your family. Obviously, you're sneaking in work where you can. You've got a full life. Are you, I mean, do you have sort of a plan in your mind of like what the ideal career looks like for the next few years? Or is it just sort of like take the best that's around and... No, I'm impulsive. Can. I'm not a planner like you. I'm not, a, I'm not pragmatic like you. Right. I can't make lists and circle everything on them. and I can't do that. I just fly by the seat of my pants. I'm an adventurer. We are. We're, we're opposites. Kindred we are spirits, opposites. we're not. No. Um, <laughs> we're going to open this up to your amazing questions because Megan's clearly tired of my silliness. Um, um, I wanted to ask you what your biggest risk that you ever taken to pursue your dream was? Um, that's, a, that's a better question. You've never asked me a question like that. <laughs> wow. Um, Could you explain to them that you, you don't mean to be so no, mean to me I here? I love him, you guys. Watch our <laughs> interviews. We have a long history. Five, six, seven years going back. Seems like um, seven. The biggest risk, I think, is just that I was willing to step away for a little while. Um, because there's not a lot of people that are willing to do that. They feel like they have to constantly, constantly be in, in the spotlight all of the time, or the spotlight might drift away from them and find someone else. And I didn't have that fear. I was okay, um, just sort of being me at home, alone in silence. Hi, my name's Orion. Um, first off, big fan. Um, my question is: Do you see any of yourself in the character April O'Neil? Um, I mean, I think I. I relate to April in that she is not afraid to stick to what she believes in, even though people are telling her she's crazy, even though people are telling her she's wrong. Um, she still pursues what she, what she thinks is correct, and I sort of have some of that uh, spirit as well. Why did you make this movie? Why did I make this movie? Um, I made this movie because I loved the movies when I was like your age. And I thought that new kids that have never seen the turtles would love them. And big kids like me and really old kids like him <laughs> would all love this movie because it's super fun. And I, I had a lot of faith in it. And that's why I made this movie. And I love your headband. You're welcome. How would, I mean, oh, oh damn, I don't even know what to say. Um. <laughs> Can I guess if you were a turtle, which turtle would you be? Can I guess? I like to eat pizza, so figure it out. Oh, you would be Mikey, but you look like a Raphael, because you're all Let big and tough. Let me ask you a question. Um, who, is, who would you like to work with for the near future, acting or actress-wise? Um, it's a good question. I, I, I don't often think about this. You know, this is a weird answer, but I always have been partial to Christopher Walken. I like him. He's... A really good, interesting guy. So basically, everyone is in talks for True Detective season two, and uh -huh. everyone seems to be doing uh, HBO shows and TV nowadays. Are you interested in that at all? And do you do you like any HBO shows or any shows like that? Um, I don't watch a lot of TV. I don't have a lot of time, and when I do, I just watch like reruns of The Office. To be honest with you, or Ancient Aliens. Any fans in the audience? There we go. Okay. You have to be a genius to appreciate that show, so congratulations. 
Um, I don't watch a lot of HBO. I'm not, I mean, I guess I would do it if it filmed in Los Angeles, especially because I have kids, so I'd like to be able to stay close to home. In the beginning of this interview, you said um, that you campaigned heavily for the role of uh, April O'Neil. Yeah. So I was wondering if there's any other, um, I don't know, another kind of universe that you might campaign for, like any other iconic roles, like um, in the Marvel Universe or, say, DC Comics or any of the other lore. Would you be looking forward to doing um, that? Oh, you know, I don't know. If they were going to make a Gen 13 movie, I would, I would really pursue that pretty hard. And actually, isn't Sydney the one in Danger Girl? That it's the brunette with the green eyes. Anyone? Anyone? I would probably pursue that as well. Um, I know I've always loved Poison Ivy, but I feel like that's happened already. But I feel like I could maybe do that. Who would you be Who if you could I, be a superhero oh, in a movie? I don't. You I'm shouldn't sure, have set up here I'm, with me. I'm if you sure didn't you wanna... have an answer for me that will. No, be fun I don't. Me. I don't. No, I don't. I'm just asking. I, I don't want to be in a superhero movie. I want to interview superheroes like yourself. Okay, but if you were a turtle, who would you be? Um, Donatello. Why am I even asking? Why is it? Why is it? Moving on. Moving on. It's, that? That's who you would be. Okay. It's not even a question. Let's move on. I'd like to hear about who you consider has inspired you along your career besides uh, the Ninja Turtles. Um, Especially female actresses in the past uh, that you've I mean, at. we would have to take it way back. Uh, it's a good question because I consider myself a leader, not a follower. Not to say that I've never, you know, that I haven't been inspired, but I just feel like I'm a truly bizarre individual and there haven't been many like me uh, thus far in Hollywood. I mean, I guess... Ava Gardner was sort of notorious for being a real broad and speaking her mind and doing what she wanted, and I suppose that would be inspirational to me. And that's the best answer I can give you. Sorry. Um, could you see yourself in a sequel of the Ninja Turtles, like when you were in a sequel of the Transformers? Um, I definitely see myself in the sequel coming to you summer of 2016. Um, hopefully, if you guys go see the movie, there will be a sequel, and I would love to do it. Hi, Megan. My name's Karina. I'm a student filmmaker, but I just wanted to know what has been the dangerous film, like a scene that you shot that was really dangerous as a stunt or anything? In all of my career? Um, okay. Actual stunts. Um, there was a scene in Transformers uh, Re Revenge of the Fallen where we're in the desert and there was, I don't remember the exact amount of gas. It was something like a 100-gallon gasoline bomb that was going off, the biggest ever in film history. Maybe it was 10, but let's say 100 because I already went there and that sounds more interesting. Um, and we actually had to, to run as fast as we could to avoid being burned. And we looked in the special effects team we're like three football fields away. We were the, it was me, Shia, and Josh Dumel. We were the only human beings within, in, in anywhere near um, the explosion. And I guess that was, that was the first time I've seen both of them terrified. I mean, we were all really scared because we didn't know what was going to happen when they called action. Let me give you guys a spoiler. There's an Easter egg in the movie. Um, Baxter Stockman makes an appearance. But you have to really watch for it. Did they're, you see? They're gonna be. I, I was not. I was too overwhelmed by the um, insanity. The awesomeness. The, the awesomeness that was on screen and okay. will be on screen this Friday, So there's guys. your Easter egg. Enjoy Courtesy it. Courtesy of Ms. Megan Fox. Let's give it up for Megan, guys. <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles opens this Friday. Check it out. Thanks, Megan. <laughs>